I'm Denise. I'm the Scottish one. And she's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise, the English one. And she's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Editing Podcast. Hello there. So this week, we're talking about how to improve your quality control and to edit more efficiently with macros. The more time you save, the more time you have to do other interesting things. That reminds me of what Daniel Human said when we were talking to him about Perfectit, um, which we'll go on to a little bit in a minute. Um, remember how he asked us why we got into professional editing and we told yeah. him um, why we did. And he said how that's the thing that no writer writes and no editor edit, edits because they want to spend hours on the nitty gritty. There's usually some bigger aim, like telling a story or educating people who want the knowledge you have or helping writers get published. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. It's the drive behind editing has a bigger end goal. And it's not just more time for writing that you'll get. It's time for your social life or for your day job, if that's not writing, or just relaxing. Whatever floats your boat, really. Exactly. So we're going to give you an overview of our favourite editing macros. We'll put links in the show notes to them so you can find out how to get the scripts or the software and how to install them. The first thing we need to say about this um, is that all these macros were developed for Microsoft Word users. And I really do think that's one of the best reasons to edit in Word because of that functionality. Yeah, I completely agree. I know we've said this before, but for all words niggles, it's still the best word processing software. So we've tried to focus on macros that don't require a big learning curve. There's no point in us promising to save you time if you end up devoting it to all to tech learning that gets in the way of all the stuff you really want to do. So everything we've picked is stuff that Louise and I are using ourselves. That's right. And while neither of us is afraid of technology, we're not experts in programming or techie stuff either. So if we can install and use these tools, so can you. Definitely. Yeah. So Louise, why don't you kick off? What are we starting with? So I want to start with a free macro called multi-switch because it's so versatile. It was developed by our editing colleague, the wonderful Paul Beverly, and it allows you to swap a word or group of words to an alternative with a single keyboard shortcut of your choosing. Now, there's a little bit of prep work to do. You have to create a custom list of your switches so that the macro has a reference point for the changes. But all the information about that's in the show notes link. So let's not worry about that here. So when I'm editing commercial fiction, I often need to smooth the flow by introducing contractions, especially in dialogue. Now, it would take an age for me to change every I am, you are, could not, will not, and what have you to their contracted forms. I'm, your, couldn't, won't, etc. But I can do it quickly thanks to this macro. It saves me so much time. Yeah, I love multi-switch too. Um, I use it to swap around things like that and which, or to undo contractions in more formal educational business and academic editing. And the thing is, you can just keep adding or removing items from the custom switch list that you've created. So the macro is always working for you and suitable for the text you're on. Now it's my turn. (laughs) Oh, you've got a good one. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> Perfect it is the pro editor's best friend, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's the macro of all macros. It's the Uber macro. Mm-hmm. And writers can use it too. 
Now, we've got an episode of this season that's dedicated just to Perfecta in which we talk to the developer that Louise mentioned earlier. That's Daniel Human. So I'll keep it brief. But essentially, it's a consistency checker and style enforcer. So instead of poring over a file to check that your hyphenation, capitalization, prefixes, suffixes, compass points, number rendering and regional spelling choices are consistent, you can get Perfecta to do it for you really fast. And if you're writing and editing in Word regularly, getting this is a no-brainer. It really is. It's the king of macros. Now, perfect it's not free, but it's so cheap and so good and so fast that it earns its keep. Plus, there's a stupidly good free trial that allows you to run a whole book through it so you can see how it works before you decide to buy it. Yeah, definitely. Now, my next top pick is something called Compare Word List, created by Alan Wyatt. This is another freebie and it's gold dust. Now, most editors and writers have blind spots. Maybe you have a tendency to get certain homophones mixed up, like the various spellings of um, there or peak or loathe or rain. Or perhaps you type fast and um, you always spell a particular word wrong. Denise, you often mistype your name, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> but yes, it's true. Yeah, I often write Dency. <laughs> and I get you wrong too, lousy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, pal. <laughs> And then sometimes there are words that writers mix up with um, meanings like imply and infer or reactionary and reactive. And with this macro, you can highlight all these blind confusables in your Word document before you start editing. And when you come to a highlighted word, it nudges you to stop and double check it. It really is brilliant, just takes away the worry and allows you to focus on flow and sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So our next recommendation is visible track. If you're a writer or editor who needs to keep track of what you've changed in a file, particularly if you're working in a team and there are multiple people who will be making changes, you'll be using Word's track changes function. I've lost count of the number of people I've heard about who've turned it off in the middle of an edit and then forgotten to toggle it back on again. Done that. Wept copiously. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, but you don't do it anymore, do you? Not now that I've got this macro installed. <laughs> <laughs> so what Visible Track does is change the background colour of the page when track changes has been toggled off. That's your trigger to remind you that something different is going on. It's an absolute gem. Certainly is. Another little bit of macro fairy dust is proper noun alive. This is another freebie from Paul Beverly. When you run this macro, it creates a report of all the proper nouns in your document and sorts them alphabetically. It even works for double names. So if there was a document with Louise Hornby and Louise Hornby, it would list that so you could check whether the discrepancy was an error or not. It's brilliant for fiction because you can spot inconsistencies in character and place names really easily. Yeah, and it's great for academics too, who want to be sure that the names of authors they've cited multiple times are spelled mm -hmm. consistently, yeah. because getting that wrong is a big no-no in academic, educational and business writing, and it looks really sloppy. So this macro is well worth running. Yeah. Another thing worth checking out is File Cleaner. And the developer of this is Jack Lyon. And this macro sorts out a common issues in Word files like multiple spaces, unnecessary tabs, hyphens that should be end dashes, L's that should be ones and O's that should be zeros, underlining that should be italic, incorrectly rendered ellipses and lots of other messy stuff that needs tidying up. Now, when we were talking about this, you had a word of caution, didn't you, Louise? Yeah, I think it's great. And I know that it saves a lot of editors and writers huge amounts of time. Um, I'd recommend you test it on a dummy file first, though, because 
Um, unlike most of the macros we've featured here, you can't make a choice with every potential error it finds. You click on the menu, choose the task you want it to do, and it makes the changes. And for me, that means it's a bit of a blunt instrument. So play with it first so you can see what it's doing. I do think it's fab, but I'm just... I, 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 I'm so used to working with macros where I feel like I've got step-by-step -step control. Yeah, it's um, it's it's one of those, you know, with great power comes great responsibility yeah, type yeah, things, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because it is that, you know, click of a button and everything's changed, which yeah. is, um, it's a it's a big thing to do to your documents. So you need to be really comfortable with all the changes that it's making. So um, it's not free. But it's just under $30, I think, for a single user license for life. And there's also a free 45-day trial, so you can play with it before you pay. Yeah. So what's next, Louise? Another favourite is a macro called Catchphrase. Um, this searches your novel for overused phrases and tells you how many times each phrase occurs. I find this useful because some of my authors are prone to overusing certain, certain phrases. Um, they're almost writer ticks. And this helps me, this macro helps me to identify those, especially when I'm working with an author for the first time. But you can use this for non-fic too, can't you, Denise? Absolutely, yeah. I tend to see this in business writing, especially when authors have a somewhat informal style. And this macro helps me to pick up their ticks too and suggest alternative phrasing. I had an author recently who loved the not only but also construction so yeah. much. Yeah. I really had to cut back on how often it appeared, not because it was being used incorrectly, just because it was being overused. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. Um, I have another macro, well, two forms of it that are more useful for fiction writers include um, who are editing their dialogue, though it can be useful for non-fic quoted material too. So the, the first one is full point in dialogue and the second one is comma in dialogue. And they're both from Paul Beverly again. And they enable you to quickly fix dialogue punctuation before a closing quotation mark and any erroneous capitalization of the speech tag that follows really speeds my editing time up. I can I can imagine because fixing um closing punctuation can be such an issue um with dialogue, can't it? So mm, mm. um taking and up just a lot of time to it do is. it. It's it's yeah. it's an easy fix to do technically, but it, mm -hmm. if you've got to do a lot of it, it just it you know, it can massively cut into your um efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing we really need to include is a spell checker because there's nothing handier than having a list of all possible spelling errors in one place. Agreed. Plus, it acts as an additional consistency check. Yeah, that's right. So there are various versions of this available via a quick search on Google. But perhaps unsurprisingly, Louise and I both use Paul Beverly's Spelling Error Lister. And it does what it says on the tin. It creates a separate list of all the words that were thinks are errors you can then use find replace to hunt them down and correct them if necessary it's a really efficient way of catching any errors that you've introduced during revision stage yeah i like to run this right at the end of an edit for that very reason and our final macro is actually a pair citation lister and citation list checker so this is great for academic and business editing when you want to make sure that your reference list matches the in-text citations. It's a little more fiddly um, to use, but worth the effort, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a good one. Now, one thing we should all be doing is backing up our macros because that's something that's easy to forget to do because oh, it's not yes. always data that's cloud-based, is it? Yeah, mm -hmm. especially if you've customised them. Most of your macro scripts can be accessed by heading for words ribbon, selecting view, 
then macros, then view macros, then step into. And if you click on one of your macros, a window will open. Place the cursor somewhere in the script and press Control A or Command A on a Mac, a Mac I think, um, and that'll select all the scripts. And then do Control C or Command C to copy and paste the script into a Word file and store it somewhere safe on your computer. Yeah, it's such a straightforward thing to do. And I always had this idea that, you know, backing up your macros was some really complicated technical process. Mm, mm. But it is literally a case of copying all the script into a Word document and, yep. and saving it somewhere safe. Yep. Great. So now it's time for editing bytes. And this is the regular part of the show where we each offer you a recommended tool or resource. Mine is the free 20 minute macro course courtesy of Tech Tools for Writers. It teaches you how to add and run a macro and it's brilliant if you've never used macros before and find them a little scary. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> and mine is not specifically macro related, but it is about Microsoft Word. It's called Advanced Find and Replace for Microsoft Word and it's a little gift from Jack Lyon. Um, it takes you through everything you need to know about using wildcards and character codes in Microsoft's Find Replace tool. Yeah, that's a gem. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the editing podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe via your podcatcher. And please tell your writer, editor and business friends, basically anybody who writes. You can get in touch with us via the editing podcast Facebook page and drop your questions in there too. And we'll get back to you. And as always, all the links we've mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye.